2: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: You are locked on Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host Stephen Offenbaker. We are lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans that have turned an addiction to this team into information for you. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us talk some reds with you. We encourage you if you're listening, hit us up on Twitter or if you're here on YouTube, drop into our comment section and give us a thought or two about this team as we are absolutely stoked at what we just Saw so much to get to on today's Locked On Reds podcast that's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. And thanks uh, for making us your first listen every day. Those of you who are everydayers, uh, let us know down in the comments section. Got the chance to meet a a couple of folks there at the ballpark on the Tuesday night win. That was a lot of fun. Uh, So much to get to when it comes to... This Tuesday night win, of course, first, before we jump into any of that, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Head on over to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and get yourself a free tumbler as you get yourself a good looking fit. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. All right, Steve, where we want to start is with the signaling of a new era because, oh my God. Gosh, Ellie De La Cruz, the Matt McClain of the all. Will Benson came up with a big hit.
3: This just goes to show the new era has begun. And everyone felt it. It was palpable in the air downtown Uh, shout out to red leg fans everywhere the energy in that ballpark was unlike anything that i recall in a regular season game pretty much ever now i wasn't at clinchmas but as far as a regular tuesday night game in the middle of june i have never experienced anything like we experienced with the energy and the electricity from the fan base in the stadium last night and the reds did not disappoint i think they fed on it i think it helped build what they were doing because everybody had moments in this game one through nine in this reds lineup and guys coming off the bench uh, every time you thought maybe it was time to count them out someone had a moment and kept chipping away chipping away and bringing them back into this game for the ultimate combination there in the bottom of the ninth with a walk off in Ellie's debut
0: and just in case you were living under a rock and you didn't see the game reds won nine to eight they were down eight to five at eight one three. point Eight, I'm sorry, eight, they were down by five. I got my mind all crossed up there. Eight to three, they were down by five. And what was the stat that we heard that when they were down by five late in a ball game? 15, no, 12, 11, and,
3: 12 and 500 and something is their record. Yeah, it's like record 12 down and by five. 503.
0: It's yeah. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This, ridiculous. This insane number and this team clawed its way back. Absolutely beautiful win. And you're right, the atmosphere is kind of where I want to start because it really began with Ellie de la Cruz. And every time Ellie de la Cruz came up to bat, you heard the chants of Ellie, Ellie, that was electric. But if you were on the concourse, and there were a couple of times being at, you know, a three, two, one Tuesday, <laughs> had to go get a refill there, uh, that I was on the concourse, whenever Ellie de la Cruz came up to bat, everyone stopped. And I'm talking about the the level of respect and the level of attention that is given to the national anthem. And I know that sounds like hyperbole, but if someone was walking around a stadium and they heard Joser Husen say, now batting, Ellie De La Cruz, they stopped and they found the nearest viewpoint from the concourse so they could watch that at bat. It was... Absolutely phenomenal how dialed in every single person in the ballpark was.
3: They were, and it was a little bit different in the stands for each at bat. That very first at bat, of course, when he was introduced, everybody was everyone oh. in the building was on their feet and cheering. And then when he came into the batter's box, a hush overcame the crowd yep. while he was batting. It was Darn, you're silent <laughs> yeah. in the stadium for that first at bat. Now, the subsequent at bats, they're chanting his name. Everyone's yep. screaming and yelling and jumping up and down. And when he ripped that double oh. for his first major league hit, mind you, I want you all to know if you didn't catch it on the broadcast, that hit was the hardest hit ball by any member of the Cincinnati Reds this season. Over 110 miles an hour. I think it was 112. 100, oh yeah, 112, 112 yeah. off the bat to right field. So, uh, oh, Ellie goodness. was doing Ellie things right from the start.
0: Well, and that's the other part about this is that, okay, the 112 off the bat for the double, that is phenomenal. And those are numbers, I mean, those numbers are only going to go up. He's going to hit a lot harder hits uh, in his career for sure. But the fact that everyone, and I mean from the 100 section to the 500 section, was on their feet when he came up for his first at-bat and to take a walk. And I'm not complaining. I'm talking about this. This is a tone of impress. I'm impressed that he was able to take a walk in that first at bat because Tony Gonsolin saw everybody standing Mm -hmm. up and he looked around and he said, okay, you want to see your hero do something. I'm going to make sure he gets nothing to swing at and he's going to look like a fool swinging like a corkscrew trying to hit one of these curveballs that falls off the table and rolls to the catcher. Ellie De La Cruz didn't bite on that. He showed that not only is his talent big enough for this moment, but he himself is big enough for this moment and he's not worried about it at all.
3: No, one of the things I said when we did our uh, special reaction show a little bit uh, in yesterday afternoon before the game started, one of the things that I said was it's not necessarily about how many hits he has in the game. It's about how he looks in the batter's box. Yes. About, it's about how he looks on the big league stage. Does he look like he belongs? Does he look overmatched? Does he look worried? Does he look uncomfortable? None of those things were true. Right. He had professional at-bats. He didn't fall, as you say, for the breaking balls in the dirt that were designed to set him up and make him look Bad. He didn't fall for them. He stayed in there. He took good pitches. He had great at bats. Ultimately, resulting in a couple of walks, yes. that great double to right field, and on a day that I can't think of any other word to describe but completely successful for his major league debut.
0: Completely successful, and he is a big part as to why we believe the new era has begun. But let's look at the other part of this coin because. Matt McClain is the guy who hits the walk-off, and it was an absolute smash. Honestly, from the bat, I thought it had a chance to go out. And with the bases loaded, bottom of the ninth, game just got tied off of a crazy hit-by-pitch for Jake Fraley that, albeit, whenever he first got hit, I'm like, man, is he going to be able to finish this game? He went to first base, shook off the trainers, and said, no, I'm fine might not see him in the lineup here today. But Matt McClain coming up huge in a big situation. He is absolutely right there at the top of the list of players that I want at the plate in a clutch situation.
3: You know, when he came up to bat, I you know it's easy in hindsight to say I didn't have any doubt but I felt like <laughs> he was gonna do something there it just yeah. felt like the culmination of a moment where you felt like he's going to get it done you know I, I turned to you and said all he has to do is put it in the air that's all he has to do and when it came off the bat there was no doubt the game was over that the Reds had won and you're right I wasn't sure like maybe it was gonna have enough carry to get out of there ultimately it drops in it scored a single because that's the only amount of bases he needed for the, the game to be won that really should have been a double he should have got two bases there <laughs> yeah I I think that should have been a double. And, and, and to your point about Fraley staying in the game, it's really – pretty key that he did that because had he come out of the game they would have had to put a pitcher into run yep. and then Tyler Stevenson would have had to come into the game if there had been extra innings and the Reds would have had to given up the designated hitter so it was big that Fraley was able to gut that out and stay in the game and I think that's the name of the game last night everybody gutted it out and did what had to be done to culminate in this three-run ninth inning to get a walk-off win and that's why it's so important because we've seen call-ups in the past we've seen
0: uh, guys come up, and, and, and whether there's fanfare behind them or not, I mean, obviously no one had as much anticipation as Ellie De La Cruz did, but these guys came up, and they struggled, and, and, and they just kind of grinded. I mean, shout out to Will Benson. He is a guy that struggled so far this season, but he came up with a big clutch hit there late in the game. But overall, like just the way that you're looking at this rookie core of Ellie De La Cruz Matt McClain, you've got Spencer Steer coming up big in this game, playing left field, uh, all this different stuff that's starting to come together. Not only now do we see the future and what things could be,
3: we're seeing it right
0: now, and we saw it on Tuesday night.
3: Well, there's a lot more to talk about in unpacking what happened last night at Great American Ballpark. We're going to get to all of that. We are we're nowhere near finished breaking this down for you folks. We're going to continue coming up right after this. Today's episode is brought to you in part by BetterHelp. You know, as we go through life, Jeff, we're always learning more things about ourselves. We're always learning more things about the people we love, the people around us. Uh, We're always trying to be a little bit more comfortable in our own skin. And just when we feel like we've mastered life, when we've got everything under control, well, something new will come along and it'll just uh, be a new challenge for us to overcome. Uh, But what if you can't face that challenge alone? What if you can't overcome it by yourself? We're not meant to do this all by ourselves. And whether it's through friends or through family, uh, we all need someone to talk to. And what if you feel like there's no one that you can turn to, though? Well, that's where BetterHelp comes in because there's always help out there. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time if you just feel like you're not connecting and you'd like to try somebody else at no additional charge. Uh, you can discover your potential with BetterHelp. Just visit betterhelp.com slash locked on MLB today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, hel pcom com slash locked on MLB to get the help you need today. The Cincinnati Reds look to secure a series win against the mighty Los Angeles Dodgers tonight at Great American Ballpark. Uh, That's going to get underway at 7.10 p.m. Brandon Williamson takes on Noah Sindergaard as the Reds look to secure the series win. I can't wait to get underway at 7.10 p.m. And you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just download the app and search the word Reds. Thanks so much for making Locked on Reds your first listen of the day, everydayers. Um, On tomorrow's show, we're going to dig into game two and see if the Reds secured a series victory against the mighty Los Angeles Dodgers and also continue to uh, break down how Ellie De La Cruz is performing and how the team as a whole comes off of this exciting walk-off victory that was secured last night at great american ballpark jeff let's dive back into this because there's so much more things to talk about in this game so many players had big moments Uh, let's circle back to matt mcclain because i don't want to get lost in the ellie de la cruz hype Mm -hmm. what it was that matt mcclain accomplished last night because he was on base several times when he needed to be on base and was able to score some runs and he comes up in a moment that for a rookie uh, is a pretty big moment and a moment that could really uh, overshadow what he's trying to do and it looked to me like he was confident the whole time it looked to me like he did not feel overmatched it looked to me like he felt like he was gonna get in there and do something special and in fact he had a few things to say uh, after the game in the post-game press conference so let's let's hear from matt mcclain for just a minute
4: we kept playing through all nine innings the fans were in it all nine obviously Ellie's making his debut um it was cool uh infields in one out i'm just trying to get something like over the middle of the plate trying to hit it in the air and i did
3: I love that. He, I did it. I I, I hit it and that's I did it, and, and that's what I, what I do. That's 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 my job. You know, and <laughs> I, I, I love it. It's just he's been like that since he got called up, and yep. I and I'm here for it. He's not he's not overly arrogant. He's not overly confident. I mean, you got to have a little swagger when you're a big league right. baseball player, but it's just the right amount. It's not off putting the way that he responds to questions and the way he talks about things. He really just talks about it like, well, what what do you think I was going to do? Well, and you said it too, like. I mean, even from the time that you're a
0: little kid and you're playing with a wiffle ball bat and you're in your backyard just tossing the ball up to yourself and swinging at it, like, in your mind, you're just like, man, bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, tie ball game, and here I come. That's what he got the chance to do, and he's doing it against the Dodgers. We're not talking about the, the Cubs or we're not talking about the Brewers even. We're talking about the team that is supposed to win the National League.
3: Well, let's, let's put it even a little bit more context the mighty new look Cincinnati Reds chased the Dodgers closer from the game last night. Like this was not, you know, the bottom of the barrel bullpen for the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Reds chase their closer. And that's that's big. This, right. you know, when we're talking about a new energy, a new a new start, a new beginning, a new vibe with this team, it starts right there with coming in and beating those kind of, of players in those kind of situations. These are not the Reds of years past. Yeah. Uh, we've seen a lot of Reds teams that would have just laid down and died in that moment, and not this bunch. And and it really seems like Every single person on the roster right now believes that they can go out there and win the game no matter what the score is on the scoreboard at the yeah. moment.
0: Yeah, and, and we really saw I, – I can't overstate how important this game was. And it all started in the first inning. I mean – Luke Weaver goes out and gets his brains beat in for the first inning, gives up three runs, and you're just like, oh my gosh. And this is playing out right into the Dodgers' hands, who I'm sure coming into this series, most Dodger fans were looking at this like, all right, easy series, two out of three, minimum, maybe even sweep the Reds, let's go, easy one. And then all of a sudden, bottom of the first comes up and the Reds punch him back right in the mouth and even the game right out of the first inning. Like, I, I thought that was so key. And it's something that even David Bell said in his post game. He was just like, you know, the, the grit that this team showed throughout the game was amazing. But really, the first inning was super key to that because if you come out of that first inning still down 3 nothing, probably not talking about the same game that we saw there. But instead, not only did we feel it, not only did fans feel it, not only did the Reds feel it, The Dodgers felt it too. Tony Gonsolin did not pitch six innings in this ballgame. And Tony Gonsolin actually came into the ball game with some pretty impressive stats. But they took him out. They got into their bullpen early. And you're talking about some top-flight names out of this Dodgers bullpen. They didn't pitch the B-squad. I mean, we mm-hmm. saw Bruce Star graddler and his 100-mile-an-hour fastball. We saw Evan Phillips. And we saw Ferguson there at the end. I mean, they were going for this game. And they said, look, we understand. We're trying to meet the level that of, of what we're feeling in the stadium, and we're trying to squash it, and they couldn't because this team, the Reds just absolutely, I mean, M- McLean and Will Benson, and, and, and let's talk about, too, the bottom of the lineup was due up. In the ninth, you're thinking, okay, the bottom of the lineup, here we go. This is why Evan Phillips pitched the eighth for the Dodgers because he faced the big boppers. Mm-hmm. He had to shut them down. He actually did his job there in the eighth and really for to a large part because the Reds had a shot, just couldn't quite come up with it. And then in the ninth inning, the bottom of the lineup is coming through in a big way, taking pitches, you know, Shout out to Jake Fraley taking one for the team on that. I'm Mm -hmm. sure it wasn't fun getting hit by pitch to bring in the tie and run, but at the end of the day, he brought in the tie and run. So whatever this team needs to do, it has been very evident all season long that they're going to do it.
3: No, absolutely, and and guys that we have been critical of, Kirk yeah. Casali in the bottom of the ninth inning draws a walk, big walk in a situation where I was just horrified that he was in the game, right? I mean, Head I'm looking a at double you, play I'm looking at you like, well, this yeah. is going to be it, and he worked. He was a tremendous at bat. Yep. It was really a great at bat for him to draw that walk. And then of course you talk about Jake Fraley getting on base. We talk about Stuart Fairchild getting on base. You mentioned Will Benson. Uh, maybe it's time to reevaluate where we stand on Will Benson because he's done nothing over the past week but get on base a lot. Yep. Now it hasn't been super flashy it hasn't been home runs it hasn't been quite the level we had hoped for when he was traded to cincinnati but he's very quietly very calmly starting to break out of this slump a little bit and that pinch hit when he comes into the game was big and in a huge moment for the reds i am
0: and I apologize because I remember sharing this stat on Twitter, but I'm blanking as to who shared this. But in his first, like, month or something, Will Benson had a zone contact percentage. And getting really deep on the stats here, but bear with me. On pitches in the strike zone that he swung at, he had a zone contact percentage of, like, 75%, which is horribly below league average. In his last 10 to 15 games, I believe is what it is, it's up to, like, 93%. Dude's hitting the ball now. He is not missing the pitches that he was getting beat on early on this season. And while the the numbers aren't there and you're going to say, Jeff, he's still batting a buck 40 or whatever it is. Like, sure, yeah, he's got some work to do to get those numbers into a respectable range. But here recently, he's shown the flashes of talent that I thought we were going to see a lot more of early on. And I think the more that we get the chance to watch him play and the fact that this team is just so devoid of left-handed bats,
3: he could become a very key part to this Reds team. Now, listen, it would be very easy to sit here for the next hour and, and sing the praises of the offense <laughs> that we saw last night right. and the hitters that we saw. But none of that would have been possible without what the bullpen did after we got past Alex Young. Yes. Now, you talked about the Dodgers bringing in their A game as far as the pitching staff we went. Didn't. The Reds did not do that. You know, we saw Lucas Sims, we saw Alexis Diaz, and we saw Buck Farmer all yesterday. They weren't, they clearly weren't available tonight. Right. So instead, after Alex Young comes out and fails to do the one thing he's supposed to do, which is get the left-hander out, and he gives up that home run to Freddie Freeman. Yeah. After that, Salazar and Jabot got the job done and, and these are guys that we have been critical of more and so and Fernando Cruz, and Fernando Cruz yes. Yes. more so of Cruz and Salazar we've been critical than yep. than Ian Jabot but these guys stepped up and got the job done in a big moment on a big stage in front of 22,000 people crammed into Great American Ballpark last night with electricity in the air and it gives me hope for those pitchers because we've seen flashes we've seen times where we're like okay well we can see why these guys are around they have some stuff their stuff can play at times and it was a perfect storm of of relief pitchers after alex young yesterday
0: yeah if you just said the narrative of okay uh this team's starter gets destroyed but the lineup stays true and and has lots of good innings and lots of good at bats and the b squad bullpen keeps the scoreboard clean i said all right well the dodgers won it's the reds that got the dub that just just a fantastic it's a it's a beginning of the new era. We're not saying that right now this team is the best possible version of itself, but it is very, very clear. This is the point. If you're looking for that, you know, day one, as it were, of a new era, day one of a new era was Tuesday, January 6th. June 6th. June. Why did I say January? I'm thinking beginning of the year. June 6th of 2023. But you know what? With that new era comes new expectations and new evaluations of a key member of this team, the manager, because now is the time when we can start pulling out some sort of evaluation on David Bell. And when we can start having expectations for how he manages this team, we'll uh, give you some more on that coming up next today's episode is brought to you in part by bird dogs you know i'm always looking for the most comfortable pair of shorts to get me through any situation whether i'm going to the ballpark whether i'm jumping in a pool or i'm going out on a date i want to go somewhere nice with hannah and, and check out the sights or something like that especially during the summertime love me some shorts bird dogs are going to help me go to every single one of those events and i won't have to change shorts. Because I'm a guy that likes comfort. I got a lot of basketball shorts that I wear. And it's not really too keen on me wearing those out to a nice date, though. Bird Dogs are going to help you out. They've got the kind of products that give you the comfort and the compatibility, convertibility when you talk about how they look and how they feel. Check them out today. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and enter the promo code locked on MLB to get yourself a free Yeti style tumbler that bird dogs has made. That's
4: birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and the promo code locked on MLB today.
0: The Cincinnati Reds test their undefeated record against the Los Angeles Dodgers in 2023 at 7.10 p.m. tonight at Great American Ballpark. You can catch every single pitch of the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Reds. By the way, in between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three F's. You can follow Steve at S Offenbaker with two F's. And you can follow the show at On. Reds And Steve, with the opening of this new era, the beginning of a a beautiful new time for this Reds team, I I am so, and and this is something I thought about even when Ellie De La Cruz got called up, I'm so excited now to know that we can no longer do this whole thing of David Bell is trying to MacGyver this whole situation with a 26-man roster that's put together with bubblegum, used tape, and a paperclip. No, no. Now he's got the key pieces. Now we can evaluate how good David Bell is at managing a baseball team.
3: Well, let's be fair a caveat to that. I agree with you, but right now he's working with a rotation that's held together with bubblegum, that's fair. string and some tape. A lot of so injuries, it's, yes. it's not, it's not quite the team that you're talking about, but it's going to be very, very soon. And for a long time now, we've given David Bella pass because as you say, they're signing guys off the street and have them pitch the following week in the big league levels. You can't win major league baseball games with that philosophy right. in, in play uh, for the first time. He's going to be handed uh, a set of players, that have a reasonable amount of talent with an expectation that he's going to do something with them. Now, I know you can go back and say, well, what about the team that was put together by Dick Williams for 2020? I don't count that because of what happened with COVID and the wonky rules and all of the limitations that were put upon how people could be subbed out and how you dealt with injuries and how you dealt with COVID testing. I don't think that counts. This is the first time that in a regular baseball season without any kind of weird wonky stuff going on, David Bell is being handed players with talent, players with expectation and being asked, what are you going to do with them? And it's going to be very interesting to see now how he gets all of those guys there at bats. What positions he puts all of them in. I know you and I were a little frustrated that Jake Fraley was at, <laughs> yeah. at the top of this lineup for last night's game, and then he just goes and gets two hits and is on base and, and tells us to be quiet.
0: The uh, As we continue to say, if we ever say we don't think a player's doing very well, find prop bets on that player immediately because Jake Fraley continued that trend. But yeah, no, no, no. Uh, David Bell has an enormous opportunity in front of him because not only does he have talent on the roster, he has very malleable talent. Ellie De La Cruz can play anywhere. Matt McClain can pretty much play anywhere. Mm-hmm. Jonathan India, I'm pretty sure can play some third base, and I'm pretty sure he can play some corner outfield. Spencer mm-hmm. Steer did play corner outfield on Tuesday, can play first base, can play second, short, all that, that good stuff. You have so many interchangeable parts. Now, how do you put them in the best the best position to succeed. That is where his job comes in because up until this point, it feels like you can point to just about every situation and every decision that he has made and say, well, was this more of an organizational decision or was it a a David Bell decision? Now I think that there is more on him and less of the, well, this is the plan moving forward. We have to play, you know, uh, a man down or we got to play this dude out of position or whatever. Have you like now we can really see how David Bell sets up the lineups and then the pitching staff as well. You got to give him a little bit of credit with sticking to his plan, not deviating from the B squad bullpen where it would be very easy to have done this. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think, and we talked about this while we were at the ballpark that there was a chance had the reds actually taken the lead in the eighth, that we would have seen Alexis Diaz and not Eduardo Salazar in the ninth inning, but the reds didn't take the lead. And so we still saw Salazar, but, but that all being said, he was able to lean on the right, pieces and the right bullpen arms tonight to get things done. I think it's very obvious and, and very easy for us to sit here and criticize him on the games that he gets it wrong. Sometimes we got to say, look, he got it right. And he got it right on Tuesday.
3: Well, and when he gets it right, it has a uh, long affecting implications. Yeah. We talked about this while um, we were getting ready to record because he was able to stick to that plan and use the B squad tomorrow tonight's game versus the Dodgers. Yep. He has Buck Farmer, Lucas Sims, and Alexis Diaz fresh and ready to go. The Reds are in the best shape possible now to win this series. I mean, he really did a great job. You know, it's more than just putting the right lineup on the field now for David Bell. He's not only got to put the right players in the lineup, he's got to put them in the right batting order for them to be most effective. And then he's got to put them at the right position to get the best defensive outcome. This is this is not as easy as it sounds with this bunch because <laughs> yeah. you know, you do have a lot of guys that can play in a lot of places, and you have to weigh, you know, trading off some of the defense for some of the offense. We talked about this with the the catcher plan that didn't work out, but we right. thought was a sound plan when they came up with it. You have to, you have to weigh what you're going to do. And I think that it's going to be a, a true test you know david david bell is about to really have to earn his dollars uh yeah. when he as far as is putting what team he's going to put on the field each and every day
0: I'm, I'm excited that we're here i'm excited that we've reached the point that we can stop talking about it. and i still think that overall from this point forward the main goal of the season is to still figure out okay where these guys fit best for next year but there's still that chance there's still there, there's still the ability to compete mm-hmm. this season and they've got the right, they've got the right talent, I believe. And if that talent can continue to go the way we think it can, I don't see any reason why they can't be in that conversation. So that, that that's going to be a very interesting, I hope that we are, you know, entering the off season with some sort of, Weird question in mind of, does David Bell deserve an extension? Because right now, I don't
3: think he does, but he absolutely has the opportunity to earn one. We've talked about this team stumbling their way into a postseason appearance. We've talked about it many times. If David Bell somehow manages to make that happen, he's going to be in the conversation for an extension. You're absolutely right. You know, the the Brewers lost last night. I'm sorry, the Brewers won last night. So the Reds still sit at five games. That's within striking distance, and, and I think we've only just begun to see uh, how this team is going to play rejuvenated and electrified as we continue to introduce this youth movement because we're not done. CES is still coming. There's still some other young talent that can find their way onto this roster. You want to talk about the turning of a page, the beginning of a new chapter. The team that was on the field for June 6th is so different from the team that was on the field for opening day. Yep. And when you look at it, it's just, it really did feel like we reached opening day 2.0 down at great American ballpark last night.
0: I The, the excitement that I had, the feelings that I had toward that game. And, and, and honestly, I've, I was saying that especially with the way they had played, they had really fought back. I thought even if they had not quite came all the way back, I still would have been super happy with the night. And, of course, we just found the, the perfect happiness. It's future perfect. And I think that Jonathan India said it best after the game. It does feel like pretty you know, special uh, for years to come here. So uh, that's just a little sneak uh, preview of uh, what we got here today. And that's where we're going to wrap it up, Steve. Thanks so much, everybody for joining us. Before we get out of here, make sure you check out every pitch of the hometown broadcast for your Cincinnati reds on Sirius XM. Just download the S X M app and search reds.
3: That's right. That's going to do it for us on this exciting episode of the locked on reds podcast. I'm still pretty jazzed coming from the ballpark. Uh, Everydayers, thanks for being here. Uh, Continue to subscribe to us on all of the podcasting platforms. We're going to continue to bring all the information back to you. And what can they count on from us the rest of the way?
0: And count us to be locked in on every rumor, every transaction, and everything going on with the new era, the new look, Cincinnati Reds, because we are locked on Reds every single day.